Welcome to Rebel Radio, the place to be for emerging entrepreneurs who are hungry for impact and doing business their own way. I'm Cindy Van Arnhem, your rebellious leader for the healers and coaches willing to do what it takes to unlock their limitless potential through the power of self-mastery. The key to claiming your potential, trusting your wisdom, and creating infinite possibility in your world. So excited for today's conversation on Rebel Radio. I have the beautiful, wonderful goddess Elena Lipson today, and she's going to just share a little bit about herself, who she is. So tell us who you are, Elena. Um, so I've started saying it this way because now you know how, like, <laughs> do you remember a moment when you were like 15 or 16 and you could look back and you can say, wow, I can remember 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So now that I'm in my mid forties, um, I, I started seeing my life in like these decades. And um, so I'm not going to go all the way back to the beginning, but the, the re- this really affects the work that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll start at the present and I'll kind of go back and, and pick apart a couple pieces. But so right now I, my, my superpower and what I love to do is I, want to help women who are coming into this phase of life and they're asking the questions, how did I get here? <laughs> who am I now? Mm-hmm. What the hell do I want? And who, exactly whose rules have I been living under? So the rebel part of the radio is perfect because I've always considered myself to be a rebel and a rule follower. It's a really weird mix. That's a fun so dynamic. I'm really, I'm a good student. Like I'm really like, I want to get things right. And I'm not a control freak at all, but like I just have this thing about like being right or following a rule. And I've had to untrain myself to do that. Um, so what I'm very, very passionate about is helping women to really learn how to trust their own inner wisdom, their body wisdom, their knowing the chills that happen when you say the right thing, like how to navigate with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then add, add the containers of life and business and family to help support that and, and really start to question everything, all the thoughts we have to be able to separate yourself out from your thoughts to know that I am not my thoughts. I'm having these thoughts because I've been programmed, essentially Mm -hmm. conditioned to have these thoughts about myself and what I'm doing. So I feel like I I spent, you know, the teen years, like getting really good at following the rules, (laughs) like doing the right thing, um, overachieving. Uh, My family came to, to the US when I was about five or six. So it was like this immigrant mentality of, you work really, really hard, you get really good grades, you graduate, you get a really good job, you get make make a family, get married, or the other way around, get, <laughs> get married, <laughs> have a family, and then you sort of live life by feeding everyone and taking care of everyone else. Right. That's kind of the example I had. Um, That's a lot then, of rules to follow. Oh yeah, for sure. And then all the little <laughs> rules in between, right? And then in my 20s, I moved to California from New York. I grew up in New York City, which was like a very hustle, like totally supported my mentality at the time. Moved to California. My 20s were all about work. Like I was, everything I did was like 10x. <laughs> like I moved to California. I started working at this a salon just sort of as like a interim job. Within a few months, I was the manager. Like that, this is how it worked. Like you just show up and do the thing that you do really well. And I was really, really gifted at communication, customer mm-hmm. service. Like I can feel intuitively what people needed. So I rose really quickly in all those jobs, which mm-hmm. can be wonderful, but also not because it might not be the job that I really want because you're good at it, you sort of rise. So I made my way into what I really wanted to do, which was teaching and training and technology. So I spent my 30s 
selling technology, teaching technology, creating curriculum. Um, I worked for some really great companies, had some wonderful bosses. I actually really liked the corporate environment. Around my mid-20s, I was exposed to, for the first time, what coaching was. And I was in this management team at a real estate like school company where they would teach people how to how to sell and license them to be realist realtors um and this these two women came in and they gave us this communications training and i was looking at them like what is this i've never seen this job before like they're creating this cool content which is what i was doing inside the company but they were doing it outside the company mm-hmm. and so I, I it just opened my mind to what it was so i hired them pretty much one of them um within a few days i was like i need to know what you're doing i want to figure out what this is and basically i started my coaching training i mm-hmm. went to coach you and she, I, she was my coach we did all the assessments and all the coaching and that's what i started doing so i was working full-time and building a coaching business. Now, just to say back then, this is 20 years ago, so I'm dating myself, um, <laughs> there was no like Instagram or Facebook right? going live or none of it. It was all <laughs> in-person hustle. So yeah. that's how it looked. I would wake up early once or twice a week to go to networking breakfast. <laughs> Sometimes mm-hmm. I'd go to networking lunch. I'd be referred clients who then I would have to take either on my lunch hour or in the evenings. Right, because um, you couldn't do video Zoom nothing, calls with your clients. Nothing, It was all <laughs> phone. Like I'd have to email them or hand them like intake forms and email them back. And it, oh, was, like, it was so old school. Um, <laughs> you know, I had a photo shoot and I had a business card. I still have it. It's pretty funny. It's, actually, I really like it. I think I, I was doing what I was doing at the best capacity that I could at that time. Yeah. So um, I got clients pretty quickly and I was referred clients and through the, all the networking and handshaking and hi, my name's Alina and I'm a coach. Like I was still really, really, and I, I couldn't quite decide whether I was a business or life coach. So I did both because um, I really didn't see the, like you couldn't really pull it apart. Like who you no. were is who you came to your business with. So I would do everything from business plans to life coaching to um, mindset work, which wasn't really called mindset work then, but I was like a psychology nerd. So all of that. Um, so I spent that decade hustling and I started experiencing early symptoms of what I would be diagnosed with in my 30s, which was an autoimmune disease, which so many women have. Um, and I basically worked right up until I got pregnant. Oh, by the way, in the middle of all that, I met my husband, got, <laughs> got pregnant. And I worked, I worked like right up until I had my baby. And then we decided to move to Washington State, which is where we are now. So new baby, new state. Um, I, and I decided to start my own business full time. And so all those things started at the same time, right when I should have just been like, oh, let me just enjoy this for a beat. <laughs> Let's just breathe for just a second. Enjoy. So yeah. I kind of kept going. Like it looked different on the outside. I wasn't putting on a suit to go to work. I was home, but I was still hustling. And again, mm-hmm. this is still no Instagram, no Facebook. So you're still, I was writing for magazines. I was blogging. I was like doing all the things, trying to figure out this whole new world. My very first website I built with HTML, by the way. So if you don't appreciate the technology we have right now, please like take a breath and know how easy it is to build a website in like an hour. Um, I'm just going to bow down right um, now. All of that I was doing, figuring things out. 
Thank you. I could still probably get away with it. I still like I go back, I go into the back end of my website now and still fix some things the way I want them, which is really cool. Um, but it was a lot different back then. So mm -hmm. had my son in those first few years of trying to do all the things in a new place with no family support is when my body was just like, OK, girl, like you are like you are hitting the limit of your limit and i was having what people will recognize now because i've been running my self-care membership for like six years now so mm -hmm. i know how, why people come to self-care and i was an exact like case study of why i came to self-care which was i was feeling really run down i was in and out of depression i was um unhappy for no reason mm -hmm. i was questioning everything. I could burst into tears at any minute, but everything on the outside seemed fine. And that's what a lot of women go through because the in, inner world is not being cared for. And so maybe yeah. things are fine and decorated and on the outside and diapers are being changed and dinners being made. But on the inside, we're like, oh, is this, is this what's what I'm living? Like, what is this? And who am is I? This it? Yeah. Not, not even like, is this it? But like, I don't know. It's almost like, like what happened? Like, how did I get here? Like, did I, did I do this? Like, did I get myself here? And is this, and not that here wasn't where I wanted to be, but it was a little bit of an out of body experience. Plus my body was feeling really sick mm -hmm. a lot of the time. So Western medicine couldn't figure out what it was. In fact, they wanted to give me um, antidepressants. And I'm like, why am I taking antidepressants for pain in my belly? Like, what is that? And they're like, well, you're just sensitive to pain. I'm like, isn't everyone sensitive to pain? <laughs> like, why am I taking <laughs> antidepressants? That was literally what this doctor said to me. And I thought, this has to be, this is something like that I need to really figure out for myself. So through like, I did every medical test you could do. They didn't find anything. Finally went to a naturopath for the first time and did a blood test, discovered I had um, Epstein-Barr, which a lot of women have because mm -hmm. it's, it's stress-based. So that kickstarted yoga and meditation and all the things that I teach now and breath work and writing and reflecting and having really honest conversations about what I want and what I was angry about. And I think honestly that if I can like pick about one thing that I wasn't good at, <laughs> that was probably a root cause of this whole thing was unexpressed emotion, mm -hmm. unexpressed anger, unexpressed doubt, unexpressed dissatisfaction, unexpressed desires, and all of that gets buried down in your body. Yeah. And that's when you start experiencing all these different things. So fast forward, I started this the whole new online world that I discovered through back then it was like B school and didn't know what a landing page was. And this whole thing like was brand new. And through that I dove head first and I thought, this doesn't seem logical, but I really want to teach women what I've just gone through. To mm -hmm. take my coaching skills, take my curriculum development skills and apply it to teaching women how to recognize the journey that they might be on. And I really believe there's something that happens with women when they're in their 30s and 40s, mm -hmm. that there's this, uh, and there's something that happens in every era, but this awakening of like, really, what do I want? And yep. am I ready to go get it? And what do I need to change all around me to do that? So that work turned into like a 12 week program then it was a six month program. And then I thought they, like people would come but they wouldn't wanna leave. <laughs> like we just wanna keep having this conversation. And so I sort of accidentally tripped into a membership which I thought was gonna be a year long program and now it's been six years. And there's still nice. women who are in there from the very beginning. Wow, um, It's a very intimate uh, group. I'm in there, it's not like you join it and you're gone. So this is where, where I teach all the things that I've 
you know, learned, taught over decades of my own work of coaching. Um, and now I get to teach what I call a feminine metrics of success, pleasure, play, ease, grace, and trusting your pace. Um, amazing. Plus money. <laughs> plus how can I make it easy? How can I make it beautiful? And I do really, I adore the online world so much mm -hmm. because there's so much freedom in it. That's where I found my husband. That's where I found my house. That's where I found my amazing clients. <laughs> I find friends, you know, like yeah. I love the online world and it's such a key aspect. I love the working with entrepreneurs. In mm -hmm. fact, there's an acronym for the women who come into my world. It's called coming home to you. Home stands for health, overwhelm, motherhood, entrepreneurship. It's kind mm -hmm. of the secret sauce of who comes into the, the, the circle and who want to work with me. There's some combination of those things that are yeah. under stress, under pressure, and need to be transformed. And the transformation process for me and for the women that I work with really starts with self-trust, learning that the language of your body, learning how to navigate with um, self-mastery. I know you, you talk about self-mastery yeah. too. Um, and really that's where it all starts is on the inside. So that everything I create, everything I do, my podcast for over three years, my membership program, all the work that I do is really around, if I could boil it down, it's like learning to trust you and then mm -hmm. giving you all the tools and the practices to do that. Oh, I love that. What a journey. <laughs> yeah. What a journey. So along the path, that really is a journey of self-mastery as far as mm -hmm. I see it. So what Absolutely. does self-mastery mean to you? If you could dial it down to like a definition. If I could act it out, it would be giving yourself permission to not seek answers outside of yourself. Yes. It's stopping that. Like this is a pet peeve and it actually fires me up. Is when <laughs> me I too. see someone asking for opinions on everything mm -hmm. like the from the colors to, like I get hiring a brand expert and getting that but yeah. I'm talking about like such indecision such lack of self-trust that you feel like you had I, I feel for you when you do that because I think we all are there in certain moments mm -hmm. but we have to catch ourselves and say actually I know what's best here actually I don't need advice about parenting or anything else unless I'm out to seek it. And I think there is a shadow side to self-mastery, which is not asking for help, <laughs> not seeking advice when you really, really should, yes. um, not celebrating yourself with others, not saying like, I just did this and I'm so happy, celebrate with me. I'm really, and, I've, and I've, I think the reason I got to the place, that dark place is because I was living the shadow side of self-mastery mm. because I was living like, I have to do it all alone. I know all the answers, which, you know, I do, but sometimes I, I just need to call like uncle or timeout or whatever, mm -hmm. like, I, like a white flag and I'm, I'm waving it cause I need help. And I yeah. didn't know how to do that. And I still have a, that's still one of my things that I have to master for myself mm -hmm. is not waiting until I'm a puddle of tears on the floor and I can't help it to say like, actually I need rest and I need help and I need support. And this is what I'm going through. And also I'm so excited and happy for myself. And will you celebrate with me both, you know, both sides of the coin. I think self mastery is understanding that I do have all the answers. I have a divine channel for all things. And I can, I can, I'm, I can create as, you know, as I need to. And I'm also not living in a vacuum and I have people who want to support me and I have people who that I can reach out to. So I think that is this beautiful play of balancing and balance doesn't mean like you're always balanced. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, you're not. 
there's certain times that you're leaning in to support. There's certain times you're leaning to receive, certain times you're leaning to give, certain times that your family needs your most attention and the business has to be systematized and so you're not there all the time. Like to yeah. me, what you do in helping people you know, figure that out is part of this. Yeah. It's part of saying like, I don't need to be the one blogging at 11 p.m. sharing my stuff. I could automate so many things and I can delegate and I can let people live their right livelihood by helping me and I can just go and take a bath <laughs> and fill Absolutely. myself up. You can't give to others what you don't give to yourself, right? That was what my yoga teacher said this morning. I'm like, that is really good, I have to remember. He's like, <laughs> he's talking my language. But it was so true in that moment. He's like, you really, if you're not giving it to yourself, how can you give it to others? And it's just one of those little messages that we hear all the time, but if you really think about it, if you're not giving mm. yourself the grace, if you're not giving yourself the time, you're really not going to have it at all to give to anyone just on a very practical, not even spiritual level, just a practical level. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. I love that you bring up that piece about asking for help too, is, is being self-masterful is giving yourself permission to reach out when you do do need the support. Mm -hmm. We're not here as, you know, individual human beings walking around, not supposed to talk to each other. There's collaboration and connection, and we are meant to connect with each other in celebration and gratitude and collaborating to help each other. We each have our own superpowers. And if we bring those superpowers together, we can make magic. Absolutely. Yeah. I've, I've learned that over and over again. I love collaborating. Um, it's one of my favorite things to do because it's like you just create something you never thought you would. And I've, you know, anyway, so I, yes, I love collaboration and I love um, that that is part of self mastery. You have to let yes. people in. Yes. Which is not <laughs> always easy, but I'm getting better. Gotta be a little vulnerable to do that, right? Vulnerability. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, what if you could share anything with our listeners? Yeah. What? one truth would you want entrepreneurs to know? Oh my gosh. I was just thinking about this very question today because I tend to fall into this category of not even a category, but this idea of like, there's a right way and I have to learn it from the right person. And there is someone out there who can help me with that thing. And that takes me out of my power mm -hmm. so often. And this is a lesson I've honestly had to learn for 20 years and I will continue to learn it. I'm sure is that as soon as I start doing it, like what, how we started the conversation about me trying to get things right, right. According to somebody else, right. Who's 10 steps ahead of me or two steps ahead of me. Like I, I have this tendency to want to learn from someone else and take it on and like do it the right way. And I've had to really understand and notice that the, the times that I act from my own knowing my unique way of showing up, which is my voice, which is my, like when I get into the zone, I don't even remember what I say, but it's so good. And I always get clients, like when I show up so excited about the thing that I'm creating, because it like, it welled up from within me out of this, like listening and knowing and having this idea that I'm percolating for a while and then poof, it comes out and then poof, clients just show up like to that like literally my life. that's my life but it's not <laughs> my accident it's because yeah. I'm always learning I'm always watching I'm always doing the work that I'm writing I'm emptying I'm listening I'm re refining I'm turning things away I'm letting things in and that you know through through that it's like building the perfect recipe mm -hmm. so I would say to new entrepreneurs or any entrepreneurs is what I find is and this is true for whatever you know, assessment you take or whatever human design you are, it doesn't matter. Your recipe is 
the thing that's going to help you attract the right people. Mm-hmm. And the faster you can understand that the, the it's so tricky because we're living in this marketing world where there's so many, the five steps to this, and this is the checklist. And even when I teach what I teach the most, which is my <laughs> practice, I'm very careful not to teach it with a dogma. Mm-hmm. And I, I really want to help you design it for you because I don't live your life. I don't know what your family life is like or your energy system is like. I have no idea what your astrology is like. I don't know, yeah. but I want to help you see this potential in a new way. So that's what I would say is trust yourself to turn out the noise enough and spend enough time with yourself getting to know your style, your way, your the way you want to show up and then do that. Have that three seconds of courage to hit record and just talk, you know, have a little plan, but talk. Um, So I think that's going to be the key ongoing lesson, not just like the one tip, because you can write it my way, like my way. Yes, I'm doing it my way. But are we actually practicing it? Right. Right. So it's just once you start to appreciate your style, appreciate your way, appreciate how you show up and then it actually makes you unique and will attract the right people. It's a, it's a game changer, but it's an yes. ongoing lesson because it's very tempting to see someone succeeding doing something one specific way. Yep. Oh, she just made a million dollars doing a webinar. <laughs> I think I'm going to do a webinar too. In the meantime, <laughs> she's done it like, you know, has a whole history behind why she chose that. Yeah. And you don't. And that's why I have flopped more times than I care to admit because I've been trying to do things that I see are successful for other people. Mm-hmm. And it never it doesn't rarely work. Rarely does it work. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So with everything that's going on in the world right now, with current events and... What? What's going on? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Something's going on? Something's going on. What would you share to our audience about current events? I would say this, and this is where I really believe my work is so crucial for me to keep sharing right now, the self-trust. Please check in with yourself please do your own thinking, please do your own reflecting on what's happening. Um, I would say, so two things. One is continue to understand that you have to have your own process of engagement with what's happening. And if it means I can only check in once a day, get my down, like figure out what's going on and then, you know, step away or um, because there's some really bad habits we can get into right now. Right. So Mm -hmm. let's just leave it at that. I would say, don't sacrifice yourself for righteousness. Don't sacrifice yourself in the name of political correctness. In order to do anything, in order to affect any change in your body, your life, your home, your family, community, or the world, we must be grounded into having deep roots into what we know is healthy and right for us. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like the I, I remember when like four years ago when something else was happening in the world <laughs> last election, I remember writing this post saying like, you know, self-care for activists. You have to take care of yourself. And oh. I consider myself an inner activist because I feel like I work with the inner state of people who want to do things in the world because mm-hmm. I know be- people tend to want to give everything and sacrifice it all. Um, And I think there's a time and place to do that, but you can't even do it, right? Like what I said, you can't give what you don't give to yourself. So if you want to give people attention, and and the only currency is not money, it's time, energy, and money, right? So Mm -hmm. if you're not giving yourself healing, 
nourishment, deep nourishment on a consistent basis. Like who needs you burned out? We've all been there. Like you can't do anything when you're burned out. So you can't even have a good conversation. So please, you know, as much as you can, like, this is a whole big conversation. I was even talking to the yoga teacher this morning today about it. And actually we started out the conversation talking about what's happening and, Mm -hmm. you know, from our, from our lives. And it was very like, we just got all heated up Mm -hmm. and then we did this yoga 45 minutes at the end of it. When I was my final, like right before Shavasana, he's like, look, Elena, we just had this amazing conversation. We got all fired up and now your perspective has shifted. Your inner perception has shifted. And I'm like, Yes. Just breathe. Yeah. Yeah. Because if, if it was just that conversation at the beginning of today, how I show up to you, how I show up to my son, how I show up to my writing, it would all change. Mm-hmm. But because I gave myself that gift of showing up on the mat, 45 minutes, super sweaty, like ugly sweating, you know, just <laughs> holding the difficult poses, being in pain and holding it and going through it. And like, it's such a metaphor. I was able to drop into that place of, okay, I'm filled up again. I can go and do the work that I know is important. So that just keep that centered, keep it in mind. You know, we don't have to become what we see. We can see what we see and then choose to take divine inspired, right action, have conversations, you know, from a place of not feeling like we're about to implode because that's what's happening. People are imploding on themselves and then all of a sudden they're exhausted. They have no energy to do anything. They have no like they're they're just tired. I'm just tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm just so tired. Like, of course you're tired because you're, you're drained. There's nothing that you're giving back to yourself and people feel guilty doing it right now. Maybe, I don't know, but I know, I know more and more like do it. (laughs) Like the guilt (laughs) is telling you you're going the right way. Like the guilt means that you're giving something to yourself because we've been so conditioned to not um, give to ourselves. So, yeah. Oh, I love it. This conversation, I could Rebel Radio could always go on for hours with right. every guest I bring on. Thank you so much. I just want to leave this with one last question. Mm-hmm. What do you dream of for the world? <sighs> well rested, well fucked, well nourished women who are experiencing pleasure and joy and from that place of rootedness in their body and trusting themselves then go out into the world and and do that thing that only you are here to do oh my god that was the best (laughs) well rested and well that's right i mean can you imagine like i know i'm much better when i'm you know well rested and well fucked like i can go out there and be like all right, I can do shit. Feel like we can conquer the world. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Repression does not lead to expansion, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Absolutely not. Elena, thank you. And it you could so be with much. yourself. Don't forget, it could be with yourself. Yes, it doesn't need to be with anybody else. <laughs> thank you so much for being a guest today thank on Rebel you. Radio. You're so appreciated. No, thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the conversation. It was really fun. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Rebel Radio. If you feel so inspired or you think that this can help somebody else land into a sense of self-mastery so that they can understand their own limitless power as well, please share this out, point them in the right direction, and help out another beautiful soul. I will see you next week.